0: Welcome, everybody, to the White Boys Not Wanted podcast, where we bring you the podcast you never knew you really wanted. This is our, you know, podcast with myself, Silvio, and your co-host. Sam Carney.
1: This is a nice little episode zero where we're sending a a test run to see how this works out.
0: Yeah, you know, it should be really fun. Um, Today, we're going to be doing, you know, a nice little short segment uh, where we go basically through the news in our lives. So... We're both current college students at Eckerd College here in Florida. So, we're going to just be going from local to as, you know, large scale as we can think. So, very small scale to very large scale. We're going to start yeah. out with our
1: local Eckerd Bubble News where we talk about what's going on at Eckerd at the start and then we move on to Florida News and then we'll move on to national news and Give you a little bonus space news at the end.
0: Oh, yeah. We got to bring it outside the galaxy for a minute. Absolutely. Because, you know, we got to remember how small we are sometimes. But <laughs> speaking of how small we are, Sam and I, you know, we are students, so we're used to getting a lot of emails on a regular basis. <laughs> the fucking um, We got way more emails than we're really used to uh, just because I guess everybody in the school decided to join an email chain. So do you want to take this story over, Sam?
1: Yeah, sure. I, I'm sure everybody already knows and can yeah. relate to it. But this, what happened was Paul, one of my fellow RAs, sent out something to the lost and found news, uh, not news the lost and found um, email alias and said, hey guys, I lost my skateboard.
0: <laughs> and that sends to the entire school. <laughs> so everybody gets an email.
1: No, but the issue, the issue was, was that it was the 20, the class of 2020 who had already graduated still on it. So then they <laughs> kept emailing in and they're like, Hey, take me off of this email. I really don't care for this. Yeah, I and thought I was seeing some old folks, but people took advantage of it and started shouting out their Instagram pages and trying to sell mint jewel pods for five
0: hundred dollars. <laughs> no no no, let me let me read that one to you guys because I think you're gonna find this one incredibly interesting. We had um i d I'm not gonna read his name just to keep him his uh privacy. But he says... Everybody has to email <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, every, everybody can find this if they really want it. Um, a guy by a similar name that's one of our hosts says, selling mostly full Cool Mint Jewel Pod, $500 OBO, willing to do trades. And you know what? He got an offer. So all credit to you, man. you really... Winning life, I guess. Getting rid of that jewel pod for something meaningful. Um, (laughs) Networking skills. Yeah. Go back to the old college days. Yeah, but you know, that's just been absolutely nonsense. And it's been a good bit of fun getting to see old names that we're not really used to hearing anymore. And seeing them just basically rant and rave on an email chain. and. I love it. Also, there was the rat. Oh my god, the fucking rat, dude. Literally, it
1: just says, subject is rat, and then the next one is lost rat. But then both of them were like, hey, the rat is found.
0: Yeah, no. Okay, so we had another random Eckerd student, let's keep him anonymous, say, hi everyone, I found a pet rat outside of Kappa roaming around. Is this anyone's? Call me at blank, blank, blank. How the hell do you know it's a fucking pet rat, okay? Like, (laughs)
1: you find a rat running around you're just gonna go scoop it up I'm actually I I might scoop up a rat I did that when I was a kid actually it bit me I started bleeding and my dad thought I had rabies so he came up to me and he started he literally sucked my finger until the blood came out because he was kind of panicking wait why the fuck were you around like rats it was in my front yard I was I just like saw a little it was I thought it was a hamster because I had hamsters at the time
0: but I just picked it up and it just got me Surprisingly, you get that close. Yeah. But yeah, okay, so this, this girl was adamant that it was a pet um, and sent in follow-up email. It said, rat, hi, y'all. Thank you to everyone who responded to my email about the lost rat. Fortunately, it has now found a safe and loving home. Thank you. So, you know, we can be happy. The, I guess it's a pet rat found its home. It doesn't say if it's the home that it came from. Just a home. So, Just a home. Maybe it just crawled into the walls of Sigma and West Lodge like we're all used to. Like the, oh, I almost made a bad joke. The <laughs> Sigma rats.
1: Where, where the rats belong in yeah. Sigma.
0: <laughs> I lived yeah. in Sigma too, so. Yes. Um, for yeah. anybody who's not an Eckerd person listening to this podcast, Sigma is what we call the absolute slums of our school. It's uh, essentially an old motel that was... Uh, like basically modified and renovated into a half-assed dorm space. Um, so think of a shitty motel room that's very long and then throw three kids in it who don't know each other and hope for the best. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the Sigma slums for you. Um, but yeah, I think that basically covers Eckerd News. Eckerd has been pretty dull lately because we've been on uh, another half-assed COVID lockdown. Um, yeah. Just because we've had a slight uptick in cases since we got back. But overall, let's move to the, the Florida story. You you brought this one to the table today. Yeah, yeah. I was going to hey, say,
1: let me, let me jump into this Florida thing. Um, Florida people, being as they are, a lot of them, especially in the more rural areas, are more uh, right-leaning. But the one headline that I found is that uh, a Republican... Party in or a specific Republican Party in North Florida county will not acknowledge Biden's win, which is nice, typical, <laughs> and honestly, I just find it comedic. But at the same time, it kind of shows a more serious dilemma that is continuing to happen in our nation, which kind of upsets me. More than kind of upsets me. It's just, has there been a president before
0: where people literally just don't accept the results? So I'm actually reading a little bit further and it's, it's a little bit more nuanced actually. Okay, it's a let bit me, interesting. Let me hear it. So it says, uh, we're talking about Bay County. So the Bay County Republican Party, Bay County Republican um, Party. according Party. to what is this? We're on NBC in Miami right now. They're saying that they won't recognize president elect Joe Biden as legitimate unless president Trump concedes and acknowledges that the 2020 election was fair. Oh, so it's, once again, right back to the root of the issue, Donald Trump himself not but, conceding but I thought he exactly, but I think that's out? interesting has he not fully conceded yet i mean he hasn't he said that he will leave the office and that it will be a peaceful transition, but he said it kind of reluctantly from what I can tell, and then he also was tweeting a bunch of nonsense that was very contrary to any no. of that, so it's interesting to hear that there are people who are basically saying like. We're going to hold up our vote just until he acknowledges that it's fair. So it really outlines, like, there's a whole segment of Republicans who put Donald Trump over the Republican Party. That's what I was Which is just kind of well. insane to me.
1: There's someone who I follow, I guess mainly for entertainment, but just a, a Republican account I follow on Instagram, and it, his views align with these people. They're not... There's a segment of the Republican Party who is entirely just canceled their Republican views and go into something that just seems like Trumpism. They well, just, yeah, they're they just, like, sycophantic towards him. Trump. Yeah. They just want to, like, follow him around suck his dick. Yeah. You whatever. Know, yeah. Like, <laughs> like they just... You no,
0: know, I mean, I' not a is that more of those people who weren't storming the Capitol didn't have knee pads on, because it was an absolute... <laughs> yeah, they just, I don't just know what they were going to do there, besides get on their knees. Um... But, yeah, no, it's just absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely ridiculous. Um, But they said, it went further, and it said that um, one of their chairmen uh, said, her name is Debbie Wood, said that since the panhandle has long been the conservative backbone of the state, we have an obligation not only to our community but to our republic to proudly defend the values that made America great. Just, geez, already. She went on to say that tonight's December 7th vote makes clear that the Bay County Republican Party is prepared to stand with Donald Trump and leaders that hold the conviction to fight for the American people and our Constitution. So they're really, like, what you were just saying, they're really pulling that card. Of, like, we don't give a shit about the Republic. We don't care about the Republican Party. Yeah, we only care about Trump's message, which is make America great again. They're just a bunch Let's of fanboys. Oh my god, fan they are. And fan girls, I guess, but yeah, they I don't just... know how many fan they have. But <laughs> the <laughs> I other... think all other fan girls are over the age of fifty. So oh, I don't know how much oh, of girls that makes them. <laughs> like...
1: The other thing that I wanted to say that I remembered and thought was interesting. I said at the beginning, it's like I don't know of a time where the um, the. People just haven't accepted a president and literally mm. just said, no, we're not going to accept the transfer of power. But then I was remembering, 2016, yeah. Donald <laughs> Trump gets elected literally the entire, not the entire left, but a good portion of them. Like, not my president! Yeah. So it kind of is, though, just, and now it's perfectly but, flipped. Like, all the yeah. Republicans are just like, I don't want Joe Biden! We don't care! Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, I think it the was primary like, difference you know, is, though, that it's now, it's no longer like the establishment win.
1: Yeah, like yeah, 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 the
0: establishment yeah. wing of the Republicans are like, yo, get this fucker out. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Mitt Romney and all these other guys, Liz Cheney, and I'm skipping on all their other names right now just because I'm forgetting. But they are also firmly in the boat of like, let's separate ourselves from this guy. I feel like as Mitch much McConnell, as can, even though
1: he's like far away from a. a oh, even um, he's playing it. Yeah he say. he doesn't want he doesn't want Donald Trump. Fun fact about Mitch McConnell: he dated my grandma. Get the fuck out of here. Nope, not lying. When? Back in, like, high school. I, my grandma dated Mitch McConnell and was like, yeah, I really didn't like him. Oh my god, <laughs> yo. I bet mean, he was a prick. Yeah, exactly. I mean, He was a tool. She said he was way too full of himself. Now he looks like a turtle, so, like... Dude, uh, I know yeah. this is your grandmother
0: we're talking about, but I'd love to hear what he tried in bed. <laughs> like, I would love to. Like, I would love I to like hear. don't like to hear that. I would love to know what base he got to. Ew! <laughs> Gross. All right, anyways, moving on, moving on. Hey, tell moving me about on. world news. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about world news. No, 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 we're not on world news yet. Okay. We're on uh, the USA. U.S. Yeah. Okay, so I found this story. Um, found it on the BBC. I don't know. I didn't really read into it, frankly. I just read the headline and was immediately drawn to it. Uh, Aditya, I think this is his name, Aditya Singh, man found living in an airport for three months over COVID fears. <laughs> yeah, I did. What are you I doing was... for three months in there, dude? Um, wait, a man he's... too afraid to fly due to the pandemic <laughs> lived undetected in a secure area of Chicago's O'Hare for three months. So, wait, He's homeless. Uh, I don't think so.
1: But why was he in the airport if he's afraid to...
0: What? Okay, so it says, this guy was 36. He was arrested on Saturday after an airline staff asked him to to show his identification. He pointed to a badge, but it was actually some operation manager who had uh, reported his badge missing all the way back in October. So, he took a flight from LA, from LAX to O'Hare on the 19th of, of October, last year. And he reportedly found the staff badge at the airport and was just too scared to go home because of uh, the virus and everything. And so he just lived why on would, handouts from other passengers. Is what he, uh, why would you the hang out in told. an airport if you were
1: afraid of COVID? Like, that just really makes no sense. Was he in the normal airport area, like the terminal or something, just kind of...
0: Well, I guess he took his badge and was just, like, living in, like, these little... Like, in the staff areas where, like, people aren't allowed. That's so weird. It says that he was... uh, The judge uh, reported that he was living on handouts from other passengers, and then... You have food, water, and shelter. That's all you need, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. The prosecutor who outlined the allegations said... So if I understand you correctly, you're telling me that an unauthorized, non-employee individual was allegedly living within a secure part of the O'Hare Airport Terminal from the 19th of October 2020 to the 16th of January 2021 and was not detected. I want to understand you correctly. <laughs> she, I'm with her. Like, that's absolutely fucking absurd. she's like, He apparently has no criminal record. He lives in L.A., and there's just like... So he has a home. Yeah. What in the heck? He's I, been charged with a fel- uh, felony criminal trespassing of a restricted area, um, of an airport, and misdemeanor theft. But the only only bad thing that he really got in terms of consequences was he was barred from entering that airport. Not Not any other airports. Just O'Hare. And he has to post a thousand dollar... Bail
1: imagine like a a survivor show,
0: but instead oh of like, instead of
1: being in the wilderness or something it's like survive laGuardia
0: <laughs> yeah, how long can you survive in in various airports until you get caught?
1: that would actually come to think of it look that would be an interesting survivor show of being like survive homelessness mm. and in, like people would have.
0: It would definitely be morally they'd be, questionable, they'd be but then I, like one shopping
1: home. cart and three dollars, and then be like, "Okay, now go survive for a month out on the streets." And it could actually, if it was filmed and produced well, that could almost improve people's views, on people's views
0: on homeless people. That's actually a genuinely good idea. At first, I thought that. you were yeah. kind of at first a sudden, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no,
1: I, I, I kind of realized that I I
0: do like the idea. Yeah, that's actually a decent idea. Um, all right, well, let's move on to the next world news. World News, that's me. Yeah, there you go. You can, you can start it off. Uh,
1: this is, once again, like Sylvia said for his, just a, a headline that really popped out to me. But uh, COVID vaccine. World Health Organization warns of catastrophic moral failure. And goes into discussing how 39 million vaccine doses have been given to the 49 richest states, but only one poor nation has 25 doses. Jeez. basically saying that yeah we are not we as a as a human race i guess are not distributing the covid vaccines equitably and mm-hmm. all the poor states are just not getting any assistance at all
0: yeah and it's pretty i mean the language that they're using is just not Moral not catastrophic nice. failure yeah i mean one of the guys on the on the world health organization's executive board said, I need to be blunt. The world is on the brink of a catastrophic moral failure and the price of this failure will be paid with lives and livelihoods in the world's poorest countries. So he's not, like, he's not holding back. I mean, he's just being brutally honest here. It is Um, a pretty,
1: yeah, it is a pretty bad situation. that Those people aren't getting it. But,
0: I mean, he even talked about, like, the whole mentality about it. He said, I'm just reading down a little bit here. He says that, this whole, like, me-first mentality that we have, he described it as self-defeating because it would push up prices and encourage hoarding of the vaccine. Yeah. Because, frankly, I mean, I don't know about you, I hardly know anything about this vaccine. Like, I, I don't I'm, know
1: much about the vaccine. I know just the Pfizer, it would be super, for the Pfizer vaccine to be distributed to poorer nations, it would be extremely difficult because that has to be... Uh, refrigerated or basically frozen, uh, the entire time. So I just think that would be really difficult. So it'd almost be less, uh, efficient to send that out. I don't know how the Moderna vaccine works. If that also has to be frozen, um,
0: I don't I really, think, I, really I think don't there's know. one of them that doesn't need to be frozen at, uh, as low of a temperature, but I think that the one that is not, um, that's not susceptible to heat is, uh, I'm pretty sure it's less viable. It's, like, less Less strong. Yeah, Less less effective. There's the word. There we go. Um, But, yeah, so this this story is honestly, it's kind of just a shit show, if we're being honest. It goes on to talk about, like, the specific criticisms of the coup in China. And it's kind of the same thing. I mean, if you've been looking at any of the news regarding how they came out with their um, announcements regarding COVID, like, they're not... Not doing a superb job, to China, say the least. China's not doing a superb or job. Or who? Or
1: the WHO. I heard... Um, I oh, I wish I could remember the specifics, but I remember hearing someone talk about how the World Health Organization really dropped the ball on well, some of the like reporting of the COVID cases yeah. and how it actually had real-world effects on some of the hospitals that were... I'm going to stop talking about it because I don't have the actual specific stuff to mm-hmm. to prove it, but... Well, I've definitely heard some stuff about the shoot. Who dropping the ball.
0: Mm-hmm. In this article, it, it actually kind of talks about that. It says um, this is uh, referring to a panel of experts who have been criticizing the WHO for only declaring um, a global emergency in, at the end of January in 2020. And they said that in a report, they said the global pandemic alert system is not fit for purpose. The World Health Organization has been underpowered to do the job. And, I mean, I don't know about you. I'm, I'm an IR, international relations major. So I've learned a decent bit about the WHO and UN and yeah. stuff like that. And they are, like... The fact that they're doing what they're doing is, I think, amazing. Absolutely. Because they have so little to go on. To that end, though, I don't think we should be holding back on our criticisms of them because their job is to do the best and their job is to be the best. And when you're supposed to be like the world's leading health experts, the world, and you're health fucking or it up. Yeah. Then like, what do you expect people to think about you? And I think that it's, I'm really interested to see what happens in, you know, coming years as to how people react to further news coming out from these organizations that have, drop the ball because shit, I mean you even see it with Dr. Fauci. Like yeah. he said don't wear a mask. Now and he's saying wear a mask. Around. And now every now you have all these people on the right and left looking at Fauci and being like, why do I want to listen to this this goof? Like he's not doing anything. I just besides think reiterating what the people behind him want him to say.
1: I just think and this has been said by everybody and you basically just said it too, but the fact that it is such a confusing situation nobody even knows what to do Mm. everybody is just looking for that one rock that one something solid to hold on to and to listen to and when they see something called the world's health organization or the center for disease control things that are official and have been known and recognized even before the pandemic they will take whatever that person says for fact but these people are have been doing research for less than a year and yeah, on this specific. Or I guess subject. just a year now, yeah, just basically. about a year now, and they're just they're they're really doing their best, but information changes, and it's it's sad to see so much criticism, but at the same time, I've been one of those people criticizing them. Yeah, I literally did like. I mean, I you should, did, like, you, I mean, you should too. I mean, I think that it's <laughs> like.
0: I think it's important for us to be realistic about what the expectations are yeah. for these organizations, and then to hold them to it. I we mean, should, like the should. only way you hold them to it is in the bully pulpit, which is on news media like this and in conversations like what we're having right now. Um, but if do you want to move to the last story, then sure, our space I'll, story. I'll move to the last one. Yeah, I right. like that. Cool. So our last story has to do with the SLS, which is short for the Space Launch System which was being evaluated in, I believe, Mississippi, yes, at Stennis Space Center in Mississippi uh, this last week. And the headline for this story said, NASA's mega rocket engine test ends early.
1: Dude, this stuff excites me so much because I, I, growing up, was always a little bit interested in space, but I always was sad that I didn't get to be there for, like, the sixties in the space race when mm-hmm. when all of this crazy shit was, crazy shit was happening yeah. the Russians were going and we were trying to chase after them and then we came like to the lead and got to the moon first. I was so sad that I got to miss that. But right now we have the boom of the privatized space industry. Now this is NASA that's doing this specific story that we're talking to. But a lot today. of that shit is privatized at this point. But so. a lot of it's privatized in the privatized market pushing hard right now is making it so that NASA has to keep up if they want to maintain mm-hmm. funding. So basically, I don't know, the competition in the privatized market is driving more space travel and it excites me so much.
0: I mean, frankly, being somebody who's more pro like public options and stuff like that Mm -hmm. in terms of government uh, businesses, like government run businesses, I think that the privatization like you were just saying of the space industry is like... If you are pro-capitalism and the way things are going, like, that is one of those cases you can look for, for really, really solid results. Like, like you just said, in the early 2000s, we had no semblance of an idea as to what the hell we were doing in space. It was like, all right, cool, we got to the moon, we're looking into like these other places through satellites and whatnot, and through rovers, but like, I remember as a kid, the biggest news we got was like, oh, there's a picture from Mars. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've come so fucking far from that. It's going to be insane when we get the first person on Mars. Like, that's going to be... And now... Imagine the party. Now we have Elon Musk, who is... It's going to be post-COVID. Post-COVID party? Heck yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) Post-COVID Mars party? I'm all about it. I'm in it. Yeah. Um... But anyways, getting back to the story. Oh, yeah. They, uh, so NASA has been trying out this new mega rocket is what they're calling it. Mega um, But I guess they had to the, – the test stopped but not through a human's guidance. It was all due There's, to, I guess, a computer error. Computer controlled, yeah. Or Yeah, I guess I shouldn't say computer error. Con- computer control. Um, so the way they described it was essentially there was a number of systems that all had to report to one another mm-hmm. – And if one of those didn't report properly, then it would be identified as a failure identification in their system. And then if there's a failure ID, then it would move on to a major component failure if anything else goes wrong. Um, So that happened. And basically a minute into the start of them igniting the engines, the test had to be cut off. Um, And so this is the first what they call hot fire ignition test which is pretty – it looks pretty dope. It sounds pretty dope. I'm not a space guy, but I, don't I know. think this shit is also really, really exciting. Like, the fact that they're genuinely trying this stuff, and they're saying that this is going to be by far the strongest thing to ever be in space.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's called the Mega Rocket for a reason. Yeah. I like, don't know the specific payload that it can deliver and how, how powerful the rocket is, but looking at the pictures of it, it's pretty – Mm-hmm. incredibly huge and just the it, the goal for this rocket from what I was reading is that it's going to take uh, I don't know if it was people or just some type of payload to the moon in the 2020s mm. which yeah. is I mean we've already been there but if we can actually I mean uh, colonizing the moon is a legitimate uh, goal nowadays like actually making it so that there can be a, a little pit stop on the moon and then mm-hmm. it's easier to take off from there you use less fuel That's how we're going to get to Mars eventually.
0: Dude, that's just so wild to me. Like, it's exciting, frankly. And I think that another thing that really excites me about this is reading through this article, they keep reiterating how the people who are essentially making the announcements, like the NASA administrators and um, the various experts that they had talk after the, um, the test was canceled... Like, they all were in lockstep with their opinions. Like, they all said, like, perfection was not going to be, like, that was not expected on this first run. Mm-hmm. Because, like, this is huge fucking machinery we're working with. This is larger than anything I can even imagine, frankly.
1: The, um, this paragraph says, NASA's outgoing administrator Jim Brins- Brinstein declined to call Saturday's event a failure. Mm-hmm. He said, quote, This is why we test. Before we put American astronauts on American rockets, we... That's when we... I don't know what he's saying. Before we put American astronauts on American rockets, that's when we need to be perfect. I don't quite get the last part of what he's saying, but basically... Yeah, I think the article slightly out of contact there, but... Exactly. I agree with what he's saying. I It describes it as a failure, but... It's much better that something like this happens now rather than later, and oh, that's how. Oh yeah. hell We how need
0: another fucking what was it? The Challenger.
1: Challenger, I think that's what it called. Uh, the one yeah. that blew the fuck up. The one with that the blew up, and the people. Yeah, the
0: people burned inside. It was. Yeah. Devastating, like, but I think that since then, like, I'd much rather we do it this way. <laughs> I mean, shit. Do it this slow way, and, and the steady wins the race.
1: And also, they just gained a bunch of knowledge from it. They're like, sweet, yeah. okay, this. Doesn't quite work. We're going to switch it up and switch it up and switch it up. And that's what happened when um, recently SpaceX did a, a test flight with its starship, it was called. The one that's actually designed to go to Mars. And it had this super cool uh, belly down landing where it like flew perpendicular mm. to the ground. Or it fell perpendicular to the ground. And right before it landed, it changed its orientation to vertical. And oh, tried to shit, decelerate yeah. and it hit the ground and blew up. And everybody's I like, reading oh, about SpaceX that. failed. And it's just like Elon Musk comes out and he's like, hell yeah, we failed. Like, he was like, dude, we've never good. gotten this fucking far. <laughs> yeah, this like, was you, an accomplishment. Yeah, like, <laughs> and that's the same
0: thing that NASA's saying. So honestly, I, I just love I, it. I totally agree with you. Like, I love how in basically every industry except for space... That is just not an acceptable viewpoint. Like, yeah. hey, we're gonna set a goal and then we're never gonna hit it. Like, but that space is, is just space like, industry. We know we're that. gonna fuck up a thousand times, but yeah.
1: we just hope
0: one we, time, one time, one time we can, we can get, get it right. right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we hope those one thousand times are before we put people in the wrong
0: place. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, all right, well, that's all of our stories for this week. So we're gonna have to leave you guys there on the White Boys Not Wanted podcast. So if you guys have any ideas for future stories that you guys want us to cover, we're more than welcome to cover them. So just send them through. We're gonna be posting this on the Anchor app, so send it through there. You guys probably have our contact information if you're listening to this first episode. So just contact us, frankly. Um, yeah. but raise yeah. your
1: hand right now. I'll look around the
0: room. Yeah, right, if we're listening to this in <laughs> class, like, raise your hand right now. We got you. I'll um, answer your
1: questions. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, But yeah, much love to you all and have a nice day, I guess. Bye. Bye.